Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay. One hour to go. Right back to the show. Which way should I go? Hmm. Any mini money mo. Bars. Told you I could rap a little bit. Told y'all. Told y'all I could spit a little bit. <laughs> that was corny. Keith McPherson on the fan. I wanted to float this conspiracy theory out there for the Nick fan because I've had similar thoughts as a Nets fan about the NBA and about you know what they like and what they don't like and what they like to promote and what they hope for. And um, here it is. So after the egregious call in Houston. I'm just like, how does that happen? How can you let that happen? How do you even make that call? It's got to be some hate in your heart. Got to be some type of issue with the Knicks. Like, are you you know, the game was officiated terribly. The disparity in foul calls was obvious. I heard uh, a lot of C-Mac show, and, uh, you know, C-Mac did a great job talking about how Brunson doesn't get the calls that he should. He's a little undersized. And obviously, he's not of the ilk of some of the other superstars. But the Houston Rockets don't have any superstars. I guess Jalen Green, but he's not really there yet. What I think it is is two things about the Knicks that uh, count against them in this modern-day NBA. One, they're too American. Better start pumping up uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Better start pumping up uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. Where's Isaiah Hartenstein from? Is he American or is the last name... Yeah, I mean, you you had Evan Fournier glued to the bench, the pride of the French, and uh, you know he's over there in Detroit talking about how happy he is to um, you know be out of New York. Rami says Isaiah Hartenstein is German American, but I'm you need like in this NBA you need international players. I'm talking about guys with accents. That's what they love. They're international darlings like Giannis. Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. They love Giannis. They love Luka. Luka Doncic, Slovenia. They love Nikola Jokic. They love Joel Embiid. I could keep going. There's plenty of guys that in the NBA they love because the NBA wants to be seen as a global game, right? They want to be FIBA. So much so, we watch the in-season tournament with these colorful FIBA-type courts, and uh, the in-season tournament was inspired by European soccer. 
a world game, a global game. I did not pay attention to any Champions League things that happened today, yesterday rather, but follow me here. The NBA model, and this is all conspiracy theory for fans to talk about, and this is something that I've been following for a long time. The NBA model, if your team is uh, All-Americans, they got to be homegrown. They got to be drafted, right? Like the Warriors. Steph, Draymond, Clay. Yeah, those guys are good because they want to go against the super teams in the recent years, right? After LeBron teamed up with his super team, um, the Celtics had their super team. They're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to see the super teams win. We want you guys to build through the draft, even though Giannis, right, Giannis was drafted and they, they gave him all this credit for staying with the Milwaukee Bucks and, you know, staying with the team that drafted you. And they put a bunch of guys around him that weren't homegrown. And even now, like, he's got Damian Lillard now. But, yeah, I think the Knicks are too American. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. Where's OG Ananobi from? You better pump up OG Ananobi. You I think he's British. Pump up uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. And you better pump up Isaiah, Isaiah Hartenstein. Because, like, Dante DiVincenzo's from Delaware, not going to cut it. <laughs> Josh Hart, not going to cut it. These Americans, they need they need a more global presence, especially representing the team in New York. 877-337-6666. So yeah, you're not you're not foreign enough. And now your whole team is a bunch of free agents and trades, guys that you didn't draft. So that goes against the NBA model. They want the teams with the foreign players that they drafted to be in the forefront. The Bucks drafted Giannis. The Mavs drafted Luka. The Nuggets drafted Jokic. The Sixers drafted Embiid. Those are the guys they want to see in the spotlight. Those are the guys they want to see at the forefront winning everything. They don't want to see the Knicks win. It's a conspiracy theory against you. I mean, even the Celtics, right? They, they're pretty American homegrown. Nope, they had Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> They had Chris Dabbs to that team. You'll see him later on tonight. You can listen to the game right here on the Odyssey app or 1019 FM, Brooklyn Nets Radio. I don't know. A little conspiracy theory I had. Let's pivot from the Knicks talk. And who do the Knicks play? Oh, they play the Magic. That's it, right? And then the Magic have had their number. And now the Magic are coming off of Shaquille O'Neal retirement jersey night. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal talked about how they don't retire numbers. And I think that got their attention. They're like, well, we can retire your number. So Shaq's 32 gets retired there. And not for nothing, I heard Evan and Tiki mention a rumor that just made no sense to me that was floated out on the internet from Brandon Marshall's podcast. Brandon Marshall went on his podcast today. He, first off, com- confused Taylor Swift with <laughs> Katy Perry. He called Taylor Swift Katy Perry like three times. Um, but he told a story about Kanye West attempting to buy the tickets to the seats right in front of the suite that Taylor Swift was in to leverage the camera time that she was going to get to promote himself. But supposedly, Taylor Swift got wind of this and made a call and they made sure it didn't happen. I think that's nonsense. But I did just see, you know, and so, you know, Kanye supposedly was there 
I guess, you know, the rumor has it. And Kanye is great at manipulating people and rumors and, and headlines. And he might have told the lie that, you know, Brandon Marshall uh, ran and told on the podcast internet. Now people are downloading this podcast. Well, well executed. I didn't see Kanye at the Super Bowl. He obviously didn't get those seats in front of Taylor Swift. But I just mentioned Shaquille O'Neal and his jersey retirement tonight down there in Orlando. Earlier today, Shaq went in on Kanye West on Instagram. <laughs> he replied to something that Kanye said on Instagram. I, I saw this on Basketball Forever. I didn't see this on Kanye's page. I don't follow Kanye. Like I, I miss the old Kanye. Like, I don't even like. I haven't. I haven't listened to Kanye's new album. I think he's just so far gone at this point. He's not for me. Um, but Shaq got at him today. And excuse my language, we're allowed to use the B word, but Shaq says, who cares? Stop bitching and snitching. I know you saw me at the Super Bowl. I was waiting for you to say something smart. Man up. Nobody want to see you crying. Man up, little boy. Ooh. Shaq versus Kanye. There's a, a two-foot height difference there. <laughs> and now I want to know more. Now I got to investigate this. I saw this on Basketball Forever's Instagram. I'm like, what? What went on at the Super Bowl where Kanye now has Shaq shooting at him in the comments on Instagram on the night that his jersey's being retired down there in Orlando? What did Ye do to upset Shaquille O'Neal? Now, you know, historically, Shaquille O'Neal is from Newark. And also, if you watch that Kanye West Netflix series, um... Kanye lived in Newark when he was coming to the city to produce beats for Jay-Z. He lived all the way out in Newark and would take the train in sometimes. And, you know, he could afford to stay out in Newark back then while he was chasing the dream. So they, they might have some Newark ties. They might have some Newark ties. People from Newark call up and, and clarify for me. Um, here's something else I wanted to add from my notes um, from the Super Bowl. And the overtime thing. What I'll say again is it's just hindsight is 2020. That's what I kept saying on Monday night. And we can go over this stuff forever, but all you have are the end results. You don't have anything else to go off of what could have, should have, would have happened, right? The old adage is uh, uh, if my aunt had, she'd be my uncle. Like I, I just, I, I know it's, it's not good for radio to do that either, to keep going over the could have, would have, should have. Oh, well, if, if they would have done this, they might have done this. Like, all I can say is it was a mistake because you lost. All I can say it was, it was a mistake because it didn't go how you had planned. But uh, there was a blurb that I took, and I don't even know where I took this from. I can't give proper credit. But it said the Chiefs' overtime plan worked out exactly how they had hoped, and it wasn't by accident. Kansas City safety Justin Reed told The Ringer that the Chiefs had, their, had first discussed the new overtime rules as far back as training camp. Defensive lineman Chris Jones told me players were prepared for what to expect if the Super Bowl went to overtime. In quotes, we talked through this for two weeks, Jones said, how we was going to give the ball to the opponent. If they scored, we was going for two at the end of the game. We rehearsed it. The 49ers did not do the same. Multiple San Francisco players said after the game that they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs 
than they are in the regular season, and strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive when they won the toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy Usex said. So I think I got that from the ringer. But that just laid out uh, the difference between the winners and losers. The Chiefs were prepared. The Chiefs have been going over it from as far as the beginning of the season, which, like I said, this is a team that won the Super Bowl last year. This is a team that the rule was created for. This is a team that prepared to be in the playoffs this year, even though they had a down year. They were talking about, hey, if we get to the Super Bowl, well, not even the Super Bowl. If we get to the playoffs and we hit overtime, we're going to give them the ball. And if they go down and kick a field goal, good. If they go down and score a touchdown, kick the extra point, good. Because we're going to get the ball, and we're going to go down and score and go for two and call game. However it was set up, right, you not giving Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs the ball because your defense was gassed, they were prepared for however it was going to go. And there's only one scenario, and and I, I feel like we leave the defense out too much. The defense can impact the game. There's only one scenario: you give Patrick Mahomes the ball and you stop him. Which I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. That's Jordan. You heard me read the stat earlier in the show if you were listening about how Patrick Mahomes is seven for seven in those crunch time moments. Let me go back and read that again in case someone was not listening in the um, eleven o'clock hour of my show I saw Barstool Big Cat put this out there and it is actually ridiculous to think about <clears throat> Dove Kleiman actually tweeted it out now I gotta go find it um, it's not in my notes and it should be I guess I deleted it after I read it on air but in that scenario in the overtime if it's not Patrick Mahomes and it's anybody else maybe it goes differently but it's Patrick Mahomes they were afraid to give Michael Jordan the ball with a gas defense. You should have gave him the ball because either you stop him, right, which unlikely, but if, if you don't stop him, is is Andy Reid, because they didn't say anything about their plan if they got the ball first, is Andy Reid going to go for two, scoring the first touchdown in overtime, or is he going to kick it through the uprights with Harrison Bucker who had hit all his uh, field goals and also had you know kicked his extra points perfect? I don't think you go for two in that situation scoring the first touchdown. I think you go for two to walk it off. It's too risky. It's, it's way too risky to go for two, scoring the first touchdown, leave those two points off the board. Then you give the ball to the Niners. They go down and score, and they kick a field or kick an extra point through the goalpost to beat you by one. So uh, any way you slice it, it was a mistake. And here is the blurb, and I'll read it again because this is fascinating, and I know it's true. Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter, there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team, the do-or-die drives that win and lose critical games. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense pull off the magic trick and get the points that they needed. Some quarterbacks are pretty good at it such as Tom Brady, who went 5-for-11, 46%. Drew Brees, who went 3-for-6, 50%. Only Patrick Mahomes 
is seven for seven. Perfect. A hundred percent on those dire situations. He can't miss. He's not set up to miss. He's not going to lose. And then I saw a tweet floated out there today, and I don't care if it's true or not, from Brittany Mahomes. It's also attached to this Dove Climbing tweet that Friday, January 5th, Patrick Mahomes texted her and said, I decided we are going to win the Super Bowl. I'll see you on Vegas. I'm not done. On January 28th, he writes. I believe he's like that. I believe he's cold like that. I believe once he saw how the playoffs were lined up, he's like, oh, we host the Dolphins. <laughs> the, the South Florida team is going to waltz in here and beat us. No. Oh, then we go play the uh, Bills in their place. That's a great atmosphere. Can't wait to go up there. They uh, have been playing really good. Like They won like six games in a row, but we should have beat them this year. right? Kadarius Tony was lined up. All sides, and oh, I can't wait to avenge that loss. So we're definitely going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Oh, we're going to run into Lamar. Lamar's winning MVP this year. That's cute. The Ravens are going to fold again. We're going to go into their building and take their hearts, and then we'll be in the Super Bowl. And whoever we play out of the NFC, whether it's the Packers, the Lions, the 49ers, they're not beating us. Back-to-back champs. 877-337-6666. Yep, Ross in Burton County chimes in. And, Ross, I'm glad you chimed in on Twitter, at Keith McPherson on Twitter, because you also brought up something earlier that I wanted to speak on. Ross says you can't forget about Wemby and SGA. Bro, the Wemby Circus, if you heard me talking about him the other night, I watched him play against the Nets. And I'm like, this is odd. The, the, the cheers for Wemby, just all right, just his size, pause, just, just his, his frame. His body on the basketball court. He literally looks like an extraterrestrial. He does not look like real life. The things that he can do at that size, it's 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 odd to me on a basketball floor right now. I'm not adjusted to it. And it's also odd that like Wemby is getting all these cheers and oohs and ahs, and the Spurs are not good. They're down 12 in Barkley Center, and he hits a step back three, and everyone's like, ah! They're losing. Like he, like he can't will them the victory. But uh, man, the fanfare that he has already. If Pop wants to keep coaching, and the Spurs want to actually build a team around him, it could be scary what they could become with that guy. That guy is long. Pause. He's able to defend. He can defend the front court and back court. You've never seen a guy like this. This guy can sham God. He can dunk the ball. He can, he can dunk the ball standing on the free throw line. It's nuts. So, yeah, talk about Wemby and, like, SGA. I saw a stat that, that SGA has led the Oklahoma City Thunder in scoring 46 games in a row. He's just always their leading scorer. He's always the one. Nuts. All right, thanks for that, Ross in Bergen County. When I had Ross on before, uh, you know, Ross can run it up. Ross has a lot of sports knowledge. He... He calls and he wants to get in a bunch of different things, whether we're talking hockey, whether we're talking Mets, whether we're talking Super Bowl. But his topic was about the Fanatics jerseys. And um, today we saw Fanatics <laughs> come under fire a little bit. And they've, they've been under fire. I remember I ordered a janky Kevin Durant jersey that came from them years ago. I actually didn't pay for it. Shout out to the Yes Network. They It was something I did with the Yes Network where they kind of comp me for it or reimbursed me is the term. Um, but today 
when I was you know ranting earlier about the Yankees opting out of doing a City Connect uniform and being one of two last teams in baseball to do it, the Oakland A's make complete sense that the Oakland A's, soon-to-be Las Vegas A's, don't want to make a City Connect uniform for Oakland and their disgruntled fans who are trying to boycott them. I understand the Oakland A's saying, hey, we would like to uh, wait on this. We are in limbo here. The Yankees... The Yankees, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that the Yankees just like refuse to do cool things. You're not as cool as you think you are. Like you, you, you're going 15 years without a World Series. Like it's not the flex that you think it is by not doing the cool thing that the rest of the league is doing, giving their fans a futuristic alternative City Connect jersey. But whatever, I digress. Fanatics rolled out today. Uh, not they didn't put it out there, but. People have seen the images. So here it is. Bobby Mullins wrote, Last year versus this year's replica jersey offerings from the fine folks at MLB, Nike, and Fanatics. Last year's being on the left. This year's being on the right. I have a lot to say, so bear with me here. I just retweeted it. I am retweet 825. There is 1.6 thousand likes on this, so you can see how janky these jerseys look. Oh, man. And there's a bunch of people that wrote about it. So I'm guessing this is out in Seattle where I just went for the All-Star game. Loved it. I have a new respect for T-Mobile ballpark and and the culture out there. And, I mean, their fans go hard. And, and, you know, they will buy up all these jerseys. The jerseys look janky, though. The name on the back is too small. The numbers don't look right. Um, The MLB man, the logo, is below... The, like, neck collar. Uh, I'm a Jersey guy. I would never buy this janky-looking Jersey. And, I don't know, Fanatics now has become a monopoly, a, jug- a juggernaut in the Jersey industry, sports, media, memorabilia as well. And um, I'm not talking down on them, but they do have to do better with these jerseys, with the physical products that we order. And when you get them, like, it, it can't be DHgate. It can't be like uh, when you order these cheap jerseys online that get shipped from China and it takes three weeks for you to get them and the stitching is loose and uh, the the Nike swoosh is upside down. This is Fanatics. This is America. They got to do better. And this gives me an opportunity to uh, tell my Fanatics story on air before we go to break. So this, this story has existed on my Instagram and Twitter, but you'd have to scroll back now six years to find it. Um. When I turned 30 and was turning 31, I was unemployed, but I, I intentionally quit my job and I set out to become a content creator, influencer, was ultimately trying to get on the radio and television, which I, I ended up doing. But I did this thing called 30 for 30 um, on my Instagram where I, I talked about life lessons and losses, 30 for 30, and every day of the month leading up to my, you know, 31st birthday, I had a little blurb about like things that I had happened to me, things that I learned in life, um, whatever it was in in New York City. It, New York is a tough place to survive, uh, especially when you are someone like me who was trying to go from being a social media manager behind the scenes to being on the scenes in front of the camera just with a dollar and a dream and I actually went from working at Rock Nation that summer of 2018 and quitting that job when I realized that people were becoming popular off of social media and podcasts, and I thought I could do it too. 
But it was a struggle, man. It, did, you, it didn't just turn into money. It didn't turn into opportunities for me right away. It was crickets. It was quiet for me. That's why I tell all these young guys that are following me and asking me for game. I'm like, bro, sharpen your sword when no one is watching. That's what I did. I was going live for four people. I was making content that nobody saw. And uh, while I was doing that, I also was still one foot in the door, one foot out, one foot in my old career, one foot in my new career. Um, and it was a money thing, right? I, I think back then I was making like 70, 75,000 a year as a social media manager. And then I just kind of left my, my job at Rock Nation as a digital marketing manager. And, and I still was applying to jobs. So late that summer, I came across a job posting for Fanatics. And I assumed that Fanatics was looking for a social media manager. Cool. I applied. And I got through the, you know, first round or whatever. It was like a digital thing. I think I had like a, a video call interview. Okay, great. They passed me on to the second round where you get to go to the Fanatics office headquarters. I have to look up in my email where it actually is. It's somewhere in the city. I got to go into the building. So, you know, shirt, tie, jacket. I get to go to into the building. And I get to interview and meet billionaire Michael Rubin. Now, this is back in 2018 that I get to sit with Mr. Rubin and I didn't know much about him at all besides he owned the company. And I come to find out that they weren't actually looking for someone to run the fanatics at fanatics, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. TikTok wasn't even really like that big of a thing back then. What they were looking for was someone who could help Mr. Rubin build his own social media, someone that could build his own channels because Michael Rubin, wanted to be as popular online as the people that he got to rub shoulders with being a billionaire CEO. And back then, I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And I remember all I really knew Michael Rubin for was being courtside at the Sixers games. And that was my biggest conflict. I'm like, I'm a Nets fan. Could I see myself following this guy around with a cell phone and like documenting his life and sitting courtside at a Sixers game? Ultimately, I didn't get the opportunity. And ultimately, I wouldn't have, you know, been able to rock with that. That year, the Sixers eliminated the Nets with a gentleman sweep in the first round. It wasn't meant to be. But now, as I look at Michael Rubin's account, he's got almost a million Instagram followers. He's got 934,000 Instagram followers. And his Instagram is littered with Travis Scott, Lil Baby, Lil Uzi, Kevin Hart, Damar Hamlin, Joel Embiid. Like, now he actually, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, like, now he has these white parties and these influencers, like, everything. Uh, All-Star game in Seattle. Fanatics had a party. Jack Harlow performed. All those people were there. They just had a big party in Vegas. Ice Spice performed. Uh, all those people were there. C.J. Stroud, like, now, fast forward five, six years later, he has built his social media. He probably has a large social media team. He is as famous as the celebrities that he's around. And Fanatics is a juggernaut, a monopoly in the game. 877-337-6666. I've got less than half an hour left. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about with the Nets or the Knicks, uh, the Yankees or the Mets, or, you know, even personal stuff. Um, I just gave you a chunk of, of my life. I know, you know, there's probably people listening. I had no idea about that. I got to actually go dig up those emails and find out some more. But, yeah, we're going to bring it home. So 877-337-6666 if you want to talk to me, if you want to be on WFAN and add anything to my show. We'll be wrapping things up right after this.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, man. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's my last little run here. We might have another break, but a good little trip down memory memory lane. Like, man, I so badly hope that I can inspire somebody. I so badly hope that I can share my story and it makes somebody get off the couch. It makes somebody quit their job. It makes somebody believe in their self and say, like, yo, I don't like working where I'm working I have talent, I have hopes, I have dreams, I have aspirations, I can do it too. I listen to Keith that night. Keith talks about where he used to interview and what he was doing and how he struggled and how he collected unemployment and how he drove Lyft Uber and how he worked at a restaurant and how people hated on him, fronted on him, talked down on him, discriminated against him, but he found a way. You know, I just went back in my email to try and find that Fanatics email and... um Yep, shout out to uh, Allison from Fanatics, who was my point of contact. But, uh, you know, I just went back into my email and I remembered how I, I, like, I used to be so meticulous about, like, getting up in the morning and getting on Indeed and LinkedIn and Monster and uh, just different job boards. And I have this whole folder of my 2018 job search. It's got 125 emails in it. And, like... One day I'm going to go through all of the companies that passed on me. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious to me now because I always said too, like I, I'm, I'm nothing on paper, my resume and what is on my, like my, my, my career. Like it's, it's, it do, it's not an accurate representation of me. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, so me sending these cover letters and these emails, like I feel like so many people pass on me. Like I apply just looking at it. NBA, Sony Music, I told you Fanatics, um, Equinox, I tried to work for Equinox, Bleacher Report, which is like, 
It's hilarious now because I do work for Bleacher Report now. I get paid from Bleacher Report just for talking on Bleacher Report. And I was trying to be a senior social media manager. I tried to to help uh, program their app. Um, Foot Locker. Man, I thought I was going to work at Foot Locker. So I, I love that building. The Foot Locker building is right down the street from Madison Square Garden. It is a beautiful office. Shout out to anyone listening that works in there. I went through two rounds of interviews there. I was sure that it was actually foot action. I thought I was going to be the lead social media manager for foot action. I was I was sold. I was selling myself. And, man, that heartbreak, that feeling, uh, 35 Ventures, KD's company tried to work with them. Um, but, man, that heartbreak and that feeling, you need that. You, you literally need that disappointment. I can't tell you. There are so many places that I thought I was going to work that I either got an interview for um made through the first round or second round then got ghosted major league baseball man i i i thought i was going to work for major league baseball because i was in the fan cave and i interviewed for a a player social media coordinator gig back in 2018 because historically major league baseball has not been great at marketing their players and i interviewed i was the first to interview for the position of coordinating assets images videos for players. So like after the games, you know, the players would have Mookie Betts would have his own highlights. He'd have his own stats. He'd have his own stuff like, you know, things to post if he so chose. Um, I remember using Aaron judge at the time. I remember talking about Aaron judge is like, what, how did, how come Aaron judge doesn't have a million followers? I had this whole thing. But yeah, what I'm saying to y'all is like, you know, I know there's young kids that have reached out to me, to try and intern for me here at the fan or intern for me, you know, with my LLC and my own personal business. And I'm like, man, I'm, I, I tell these people every day, I'm like, I'm underwater all the time swimming up to the surface, just between my radio show, uh, side business opportunities that I get, uh, being a husband, being a father, uh, being a son, being a brother. It's just like uh, the, the days aren't long enough. And the way that I sleep, I barely even sleep. But, man, I think back to the days when I just wanted it so bad. I think back to these, I'm looking at, man, I applied to try and work for CAA. I tried to work for, here we go, Emmis, right? What is Emmis? Emmis is radio, Emmis Communications. I probably pr- applied to jobs here at WFAN that I forgot about. If I actually go digging, I probably applied to multiple jobs. I've told you guys a story about um, getting an interview here when it was 92.3 now. And... <laughs> thinking that I was going to be a shoe-in for their street team and going back home and telling all the homies, yo, I'm about to work in the city. I'm about to be on a street team. I'm about to be in New York. That's going to be my foot in the door. Back then I used to DJ. I thought I was going to be a, um, a a radio DJ and personality, like, like mixed music, but then also talk about pop culture, whatever. Man, courtyard correspondent. I was a top three finalist for Courtyard Marriott when they were sending correspondence to London for the NFL games. I, I was in their top three. And shout out to Bianca, the the girl who actually won and and got it over me. Uh, we ended up connecting through uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Her name's Bianca Pert. She's amazing. She does halftime show. Um, she does stuff now with SNY. I think she's done some of the Knicks halftime stuff. She's great on the mic. She's pretty. She can dance. I was not even jealous. When she got it, I was just happy to see a black girl get it. 
She she's great. I couldn't even be mad at that, but I was crushed. <laughs> I, I went and got my passport done for that reason because I thought I'm, I'm a shoe in. I was actually down in Atlanta talking to some people down there because I was striking out in New York where I thought I would have to relocate to Atlanta. Atlanta's another good scene for sports and music and entertainment and television. Uh, I thought I was going to move to Atlanta when I got the email from Courtyard Marriott. Hey, you're one of our three finalists. You could be going to London for the NFL London games representing us. And Man, this is bringing back memories. I wish, and I, I, I got to try and find this lady. I was living in Bayonne back then. And I went to the Bayonne post office to get my passport done. And the woman that handled my passport, I guess she could just tell I was stressed. And she almost kind of just like prayed over me. And she told me not to worry. And she's like, even if you don't get this opportunity right here that you're going for, she's like, God is talking to me right now. You, you're you're going to make it. You're going to be blessed. And this is what she said, yo. And it didn't click until I actually got on the fan and this is my first time sharing this story, but she's like, I'm seeing Tony Dorsett, the running back for the Cowboys. Does that mean anything to you? I'm like, oh, I'm a Cowboys fan. I didn't see Dorsett in his era. I've seen Emmett. And she's like, I'm seeing you speaking to people. I'm getting visions of you you connecting and speaking to massive amounts of people. This is 2018. This is the summer of 2018. I'm in the running to be a courtyard correspondent for Marriott to go to London and represent them and interview NFL fans and players and stuff. And I ended up not getting it. I just came across that in the email that prompted me to um, tell that story, man. I got a ton of emails of places that I applied and might have got a response back, got rejected. (laughs) Pandora, IMAX. You know, when you're a social media manager, you're anonymous and you're behind the scenes and you, anyone can can do it now, it seems. But, like, there's so many different interests that I had and so many different things that I felt like, oh, I could be the voice of XYZ. I could be behind the scenes um, scheduling tweets, making videos, using Photoshop, using Pro- Premiere to, you know, do the daily social media stuff for this audience. You know, I, I, I worked at MTV. I did that there. MTV is a big one. Uh, I also worked at Fubo TV and and built out their whole social me- media and then Rock Nation. And then I helped John Boy do it too. When I came into John Boy Media, that's how I got in with John Boy and those guys. I was one of the first guys hired because of the skill set I had behind the scenes for digital. And I helped them build the foundation for I remember, man, I remember doing talking Yanks and talking baseball so early in the game with like these old, old graphics and these basic things. I remember sitting with John Boy in the Bronx office uh, when, you know, this time, let's see, this time about four years ago when they went down to spring training. I was the only one, you know, in the office holding it down. They do their PPPs, their player profile projections, and I'm sitting there in the office putting together, you know, John Boy and Jake talking about, uh, you know, different teams and players and, and and just putting together the clips that would go out as a one-minute clip. I remember sitting with John Boy. John Boy is a wizard at edit, editing videos. What John Boy could edit in 30 minutes would take me 90 minutes to edit. But John Boy showed me just, like, some general templates and some things. And, uh, you know, me and John Boy were talking every day, just basically like, yo, you're doing this, you're doing this. Yo, I need help with this. Can you lend a hand with this? Yo, I'm going to send you this. Like, yo, we just interviewed Kyle Higashioka 
I'm going to send you the audio. We need this to, you know, be blended and this to be mixed and this to go under, you know, this audio and be posted on Talking Yanks YouTube. Yeah, like I was I was quietly doing that before anybody ever heard me on the fan, before a lot of people ever heard me on podcast. I was on Talking Yanks three different times. But you got to go back in the archives for that. So all in all, what I'm saying here, you know, I don't have any calls and uh, this is a good opportunity to, you know, try and inspire. I always say inspire or retire. You know, I didn't I didn't get here just out of nowhere. I know sometimes I, I say that I came out of nowhere because I, I came out of the Internet. And most of the voices that you hear on WFAN that aren't. Boomer Esiason or Tiki Barber, right? Like coming up next is C-Mac. I don't know if C-Mac has told his full story about how he got here, but when I learned about C-Mac's story, I'm like, what What are the chances? And what an awesome opportunity to like get to like, for C-Mac to be now the overnight host. I, I won't tell his, his story about who he met and how he did it, but like he had to put in a lot of time. He had to put in a lot of work behind the scenes here over a decade to get that chance. I didn't put my work in in this building, but I put my work in for over a decade in this city. So um, you can do it too, man. You never know. You you have no idea who you're going to meet. You have no idea what dots you're going to connect. One thing leads to another, but just keep chopping wood, carrying water. Just go. Try. You know, unfortunately, we're in this time now where people get so sucked into content and social media i remember telling some people like i want to make more content than i take in like i want to put more videos out than i watch i want to make more podcasts than i listen to i want to have more hours of me talking sports than i'm listening to sports i did it you can do it too if you're talented and you work hard enough you can do it too if if you have the tenacity and the chip on your shoulder right we're talking about a guy like pat mahomes man what i love about pat mahomes and i said this today as WFAN shot to Gallo, you know, working on the clips, put out my clip saying, I'm, I'm like, yo, Mahomes is MJ. He's got a chip on his shoulder like MJ. Everybody's not just on a rocket ship. Everybody's not just, you know, like LeBron James, the chosen one from high school, right? Jordan had a chip on his shoulder. He didn't make the team, and he had to work for it. Patrick Mahomes was drafted number 10. That's why he wears 15. That 15 is goaded now. That 15 jersey is starting to look like that 23 jersey in red. And the reason he wears 15 is because he added the 10 pick, right? The 10th pick to the number five that he wore in college to make number 15. So that every time he puts that jersey, he remembers, I was pick number 10 in this draft. They drafted Mitchell Trubisky ahead of me. It's crazy. And that's life in itself, man. Not everybody has a silver spoon. Not everybody has connections. But it's the game of life. You got to play the game. And if you want to sit on the bench and you want to scroll through TikToks all day, okay, time is passing you by. The clock is running. It's another thing I talked about with Mahomes and the clock. Right? MJ said he never lost a game. He just ran out of time. Mahomes don't run out of time. Time is always on his side. You just heard me say he's 7 for 7. Perfect. He doesn't run out of time. He doesn't end up in the big game and lose lose because he ran out of time. He controls the time. I'm running out of time, but we did get a call. Tim is in Williston Park on the fan. What's up, Tim? Hey, Keith. Um, first of all, I just want to say um, 
I'm really glad that you're out from behind the screen, so to speak, um, and that you're on the air because you contribute a lot of things. Um, and I wanted to share with you that I had a really rough two years up in the middle of the night, and um, you got me through it, bro. Well, so, see, thank I just you. Wanted to, I just wanted to say thank you to you. and um, Thank you. Thank you for listening. And- thank you for calling in to share that. Like, you know, I you don't know who you're reaching. Everything happens for a reason, right? That, this opportunity that I have help you and you know I, how am i to know that i could be still posting tweets somewhere i still am yeah, on my own that, account but we're, that's that term that you used to use all the time i'm sure you still use it the universe always comes full circle or something like that the universe never unconnects unconnects isn't even a word but when you write it out you get the un and i'm eventually going to brand that and have some t-shirts made with the u and the web you'll see when it happens but the universe never unconnects which basically means this is already you know written Right, like the lady in the post office, man. Yeah, like that lady in the post office. I wish I could find her and go back to tell her, hey, I'm all right. You were right. I do speak to a lot of people now. You felt something when I was down in the dumps because I was broke. I, I I was unemployed at that time. I was coming and in here you, to you, get a passport sorry. hoping I'd go to London, and that fell through on me. And you did the same thing for me, man. Trust me on this. Thank you, Tim. Like, I'm thanking you for listening, for calling, and and for me being that source, right? You you know you were going through a tough time, and at night, if I was the thing that got you through, thank you. Thank you, man. Have the rest a good rest of the morning. You too. Appreciate you guys, man. And I and I mean that. Like this mic is powerful. Like there's so many people that I've met or connected with that I would have never got the chance to stand in the city, bouncing around from social media manager jobs. Or by now, I would probably be a social media director at a company. I, I probably wouldn't be doing so much of that. I'd be doing more of the marketing meetings at this point. But, like, I'm supposed to be here. One more call. Eddie's in Farmingdale on the fan. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's going on, man? I just want to let you know, you know, I don't know if you get enough credit for it, but you reach out to a lot of people, and maybe you don't get to hear it all the time. But at the end of the day, you've really done a lot for so many people. I see you reach out to these little kids. I see you talk to people who, who maybe aren't in their best moments, but what you said about your path and kind of where you got to, how you got to, I know you don't got a lot of time, but it reaches out a lot. And, and just keep doing what you're doing. That's all. Thanks for the call, Eddie. And, and I'll end by saying, like, the reason I do that is because, like, I had been in dark places. I had been down in the dumps, and I just needed anything, somebody to connect with me, to talk to me, anybody to believe in me. You know, shout out to Ray Digme. He actually used to play for the Long Island Ducks. And I remember when I was down in the dumps, uh, he sent me a package of clothes, right? And this is when I was broke, and I didn't really have too many fits. And he had his Digme company. And you know what? He sent me the package of clothes. He's like, I remember you in the fan cave. Eric Young Jr. came to the fan cave and wore Digme. And he's like, I remember your light. I remember your energy in the fan cave. And so I followed you then. And he's like, I see you now. And I want you to wear my clothes and represent my brand. And I end up working with him. And he's somebody that just, like, believed in me for no reason. Shout out to the people that believe in people for no reason. If you're hearing my my voice, what I'm saying is I believe in you. Go get it. Like, go get it. Don't waste don't waste another day. Do what you want to do. Life is short. All right. That's all I got, man. C-Max coming in to reset. He's going to rock, get you through the night. So call his show. You know the number to dial and keep the conversation going. I'll be back. 
tomorrow, the same time, KM to 2 a.m. The Nets will play the same team, but they'll go up to Boston and lose to the Celtics then. And we'll come back and, I don't know, we'll talk about whatever there is to talk about. Hopefully the news cycle adds something else. And, yeah, we will because the Yankees, I didn't get to it, but I went to my email, right? The Yankees will be having their 8 a.m. credential pickup for media, clubhouse hours, Cashman and Boone are going to be available at 3 p.m. So we'll definitely have some stuff to talk about. Have a good night. I'm out. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.